the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends, and yes, indeed, welcome to Come Together San Diego. A lot of uh, landmark activities going on in this broadcast. First of all, it's the last Saturday of the month, which means the Align with Zion Hour with my co-host for this hour, Anarina Hyman. Uh, Align with Zion, and she's in Jerusalem, and we will talk more about that. But the other signpost that I want to share with you is this becomes the 100th program for Come Together San Diego. So this is a vital time, a wonderful time. And Honorina, uh, good to have you with me. And we're going to be having some fun during this Align with Zion Hour, aren't we, Honorina Hyman? Thank you, Kaz. You're the warm shalom here from Jerusalem and a hearty mazal tov on this hundred. <laughs> um, that is amazing. And we are, I'm celebrating with you. Thank so you. So happy with much. you and the listeners. We're going through some transition in the biblical calendar and we're entering into a brand new month. This is a month that where you've had all these dark times and the seeds been planted in the ground. This is a time for uh, enhanced hope. And and this is a month, the 11th month of the Hebrew calendar called Shavat. And uh, Anarina Hyman has, is burgeoning with wisdom to share with us uh, for this program for Align with uh, Zion and the Align with Zion Hour. So let's begin this because, you know, it's kind of like welcome to the winter season, but within the winter season is the promise of springtime. <laughs> and that's where we that are. Is. So I'm going to hand this that over is. to you, and I'm I'm going to be over here hugging a tree while you're talking. There's a, that's an <laughs> yeah, inside joke. She'll tell you about it in just a second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is just a hint for now to what we're going to get to, God willing. Um, okay. So yes, we are the darkest before the dawn, um, and that is the end of the month of Tevet, the strongest part, and we're about to go into the month of Shvat, which um, will then be on Monday. Uh, and Shvat, what a month. It is a release and a release from a very difficult month of Tevet. And Tevet itself has a kind of a dichotomy to it because it is a, it, it's the darkest of dark, but in it, because of a life that was pulled through um, during Hanukkah into this month, there is also also a kind of a very volatile, uncontrollable light that 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 is sort of bouncing into this. And I don't know how many of the listeners can um, testify to this. I see it every single year on a personal level, but also in the world that there is some kind of um, initiation of friction, and it draws you out. Um, so I've also written in my blog um, on the Alignment Science uh, site also about this where this is the time we have to let go and lie low because the enemy is going to come and he's going to try you. 
So, so that is the, the character of the vet, and we are now moving out of that. We are now moving into the 11th month, which is the month of Shvat, and it's like you can breathe again. It's like something <laughs> released us. Um, yes. So we're very, very... Uh, 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 yeah, with with a great expectation, I would say. You mentioned something here, and I want you just to spend a moment talking about that. Just mm-hmm. a moment, and that is, you talked about on your Facebook uh, site. Why, why don't you tell our listening friends how they can find out more about Align with Zion using Facebook? Sure, uh, we're on Facebook, Align with Zion. Um, I also have. Uh, a website www.alignwithdesign.com and everything that we discussed there is regarding the calendar regarding Jerusalem and regarding the Jewish people because these three dots align chosen people, chosen times, chosen place and obviously with um, the nations aligning with us in this and to understand the ways that God governs his world. Most of the time when you and I talk, we talk about the month what every month holds how to align ourselves so that we can move with God and all those things we discuss um, on the Line of Zion site but also in the blogs um, videos, podcasts you and me and uh, a newsletter that I send out. Kat. Yes, yes, yes but you know as I look at the calendar here uh, major things, we may touch on some of the major things that have been going on not only in Israel and the surrounding areas and maybe even some things that are going on in Iran and Iraq and Syria and Turkey. I mean there's a, so much so many things going on. I, I, I love Anna Arena because she's got this um, this uh, big brain and she goes oh well this is spoken of here in this scripture and this is spoken of and so she has a real heart for pursuing the truth but she knows very well like in we refer to the uh, book of Ecclesiastes which was is and what is shall be and all these things are no big surprise for God and his kids because he's forewarned us and instructed us Mm -hmm. in his times Mm -hmm. and seasons and here we are into a brand new time and season and I'm excited to hear what Honorina has to say, not only about this time and season, as in how it was in the past, but how it's in the present and into the future as well. And we may just happen to brush across some historical things that are going on right now. Honorina? True. Thank you, Kaz. And I would just like to credit here also um, very special people in my life, very spiritual people that moved with me um, um, and many times we discuss these things. So I'm also a mouthpiece of those people um, when we uh, work through these times and, and, and everybody brings really a nugget of gold to, to mm. understanding the times that we are in. So, um, yes, let's get back to the times. Um, just finishing when it comes to the vet, it, we spoke last time about the fast of the 8th, the ninth, and the 10th, the 10th being the most important one uh, where the the walls of basically the, the siege of Jerusalem. It is on that day that uh, Qasem Soleimani was buried. Um, Saddam Hussein was also buried on that day. So obviously there's something going on here. And all the things that led up to that that happened in that week of these fast. So, so maybe just to take note of that. But okay, let's move on to that. Let's move into uh, Shvat itself. Now, Shvat is the 11th month. 
And how is that possible that it can be the 11th month? Because six months ago, almost six months ago, five months ago, <laughs> we had Rosh Hashanah, which was the new year, right? So, and the Jews also, with, on the Hebrew calendar, we also have 12 months. So how is that even possible? So um, we're going to discuss that a little bit further when I'm going to uh, remind the listeners of the four new years that we have. But the most important is when we count from the Mount of Nisan, it is written in the Bible when the Jewish people, um, when Israel came out of Egypt, God said to them, this will be the first for you. So that's strange. I mean, why suddenly the first? What was the first before that? was the month of Tishrei that we still celebrate today as Rosh Hashanah. But because there was a birth of a people, a segula, a, a, a precious people to God, he changed the time for the Jewish people, a cycle within a cycle where he says, for you, this will be the first. So anything that you read in the Bible, when you count first month, second month, third month, you count from the month of Nisan. So just to clarify a little bit of why this might sound a little bit confusing. Yes, yeah, so, so, so basically you're working on two calendars. Hebrews are working on two calendars, a civil and the relig- religious calendar. Is that Would that be appropriately uh, spoken? No, or how? No, the, civil, the civil calendar that we work on today in modern times is the Gregorian calendar that everybody works on. Okay. But within the Hebrew calendar, there are two uh, massive two poles on six months. They are holding each other. There is the Rosh Hashanah, uh, which is in Tishrei, and that is when the world is judged. That is the new year for the world. We celebrate it as a new year because we understand that every person on that day walks before God and is judged. Um, and Kaz, we've uh, covered this before where we say at the end of your life there will be a judgment where the book of your life will be open. Be open. But what most people do not know is that they are judged every year the book is open for you for that year. Yes. That ledger is opened and that's why um, Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah is the head of the year for the world and we have to acknowledge that approach that with reverence. That is, so that is the New Year for everybody, for the universe. Yes, yes, but yes. The, the, the Nisan is the first for the Jewish people. Nisan. And that's when God is, said, from, yeah, and that is the month that will now follow in a few yeah. <laughs> months from now. We, we are now in the 11th month. And which is the time um, for the celebration of the Passover or Pesach. As well, and so all these things, you know, as I look at the calendar, because we've only got about a minute left in this segment. But as I look at the the, the calendar, I realize that everything is setting the stage for the next uh, feast, the next time frame where God wants to communicate His truths. It's kind of like God gives us the feasts and festivals and the days and months of the year as signposts, as almost dress rehearsals for things that are coming into the future as well. It is absolutely remarkable. So we're going to be it's, dealing it's, with it's this. A dress, it's a dress rehearsal, Kaz, but let's not, let's not only run to the future. Let's, it's not just a dress rehearsal. It's how we live today that will bring us to the, uh, to the point where this will be a culmination of those times, where things will kick again on those times. Yes. So, so, and we have to be in the presence to, to, yeah. to understand that. Okay. That, that's, that's, that, I, I, like, I love Anna Arena because she keeps bringing me back to reality. <laughs> My listening friend, it's really fun to visit with Anna Arena Hyman and the Align 
with Zion Hour, we just set the stage here for this um, 11th month in the Hebrew calendar called Shavat, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but also we're going to dig more deeply because uh, there's, you know, there's more than one new year in the in the uh, Jewish calendar, the Hebrew calendar. We're going to talk about that <laughs> when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And welcome back to the Align with Zion Hour and Arena Hyman and Kaz. We are talking about stuff tied to the 11th month in the Hebrew calendar called the month of Shabbat. And we're coming out of the month, the 10th month, which was Tevet. And that was a tough time. And God is saying, look to the future. Good things are coming your way. I'm going to hand it over to Honorina because we looked at our list of things that we wanted to cover. And she said, well, we in the first segment, we covered two of two of the six or seven that we wanted to accommodate. And I had to laugh and I say, OK, Honorina, I'm going to hand it to you. Bring us back up to the present time. Honorina Hyman. Yeah, that's why I started to know, because you and I, we, we have dreams, we have lists, and then uh, <laughs> we try to get through those lists. So let's, uh, let's just summarize, because I think it's very important. I just want to show the listeners also um, where this month appears in the Bible. So the first um, that we have is, it says in Deuteronomy 1 verse 3, and it's going to um, pass in the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spoke unto the children of Israel according, un, uh, according unto all that the Lord had given him in commandment unto them. That means uh, Moshe, Moses started to um, give the Torah as a repetition to the, uh, to the um, Jewish people, to Israel, um, in the month of Shvat. It was a 37-day address to the nation because on the 7th of Adar, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu Moses um, passed away. So we also know on which day he passed away. So, this so is by the way, Adar is the 12th month in the Hebrew calendar, which is the next, is the following month. Go ahead, Honorina, because a lot of people may not have realized that. We're going to discuss that in the last uh, segment if we can get there, okay? Um, <laughs> And so this is also the time when he started to prepare the Jewish people to take possession of the land. And this is the time when the Jewish people take it to heart. They took it to heart. They received the repetition of the Torah. Um, it is a very important Jewish thought. When the people heard that God wants to give them the, the Torah, they said, we will do and we will hear. So they said, we don't care what you want to give us, we will do it. And afterwards, we will hear what's in the contract, and then we will just keep on going. So that is how ready the Jewish people were. Um, and you can, you can see that in the Bible. We will do, and we will hear. So here, in this second, or in the repetition that uh, Moses gave them, they really took it to heart. Now they have already understood what needs to be done, but now they're really taking it more in depth. The second um, one is in... And the prophet uh, Zechariah, Zechariah, it says here in Zechariah 1 verse 7, and you, um, maybe the listeners will just check if they have the same numbering, because I know the Hebrew Bible numbering might be a little bit different from the Christian Bible. But it says here, Zechariah 1 verse 7, upon the fourth and 20, um, 20th day of the 11th month. So that's the 24th 
of um, Shvat, which is the month of Shvat in the second year of Daria, Darius came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, unto Zechariah. So this is very important. So I want um, the listeners also to mark it that on the 24th of the 11th month, um, that prophecy happened. And it means that we are carrying that character again in this month of Shvat. And we might see more of the materialization of that. And what is spoken there, we see the horsemen that were sent out. We see the 70 years that God says the 70 year past. I will now take Jerusalem back. I will come to Jerusalem. I will choose Jerusalem again. And all of that falls on the 24th of um, Shvat. And this year it will be on the 19th of February. So mark it in your calendars because that is the day when that prophecy went out. Right. Um, Okay, so that is uh, where we see this in the Bible prophecy and also in the five um, books of Moses. And now we're going to move on to the month of Shabbat. Do you have anything to to um, introduce for us on on that? Well, I just want to make one comment to our listening friends because mm-hmm. I, I don't declare this often enough to realize for them to realize what goes on in this this align with Zion Hour. We have one mm-hmm. of the most remarkable Bible teachers. Uh, in my estimation, in all of Israel, her name is Anarina Chaiman. She's an yeah. Orthodox Jew, and I thought it was a good idea for us to come together as me, as a as a Christian Gentile, and kind of uh, look into the scriptures together without violating one another in any way. <laughs> and so, right. this is the result of that. And now we're into the eleventh month in the Hebrew calendar, Shabbat, and and this is a time where. You can, well, I, I teased in the first segment about I'm going to go hug a, hug a tree while Honorita talks. So <laughs> there are lots of things uh, that the Jewish people do that we Gentiles need to get a hold of and understand because there's a big picture out there and we need to be grasping into okay. it. Honorina? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kaz. So let's try and figure out what this is. It is the, the month of Shad is also the tribe of Asher. Um, and let's see how that fits in. When you go to Deuteronomy 33, verse 24, it says, and, um, and of Asher, he said, Blessed be Asher, above sons, let him be favored of his brethren, and let him immerse his foot in oil. Um, this is very interesting, Kat, because we have um, a lady that is uh, very much um, uh, understanding the deeper nuances of of. Uh, the tribes and Asher specifically and also the times and um, she gives the Asher anointing on Mount Zion um, every year onto the Shvat on the year of the new year of trees and what is happening is it's an anointing from the uh, bottom up and we will see why that happens because it's got everything to do with what happens with the rain and the plants in the month of Shvat. But you can see how the Asher anointing works because it means that you have to put your feet into olive oil, into the gold of that, and that there is a very special anointing when it comes to, to this. Um, so also to understand that we know that this is the time when the the rain has sort of saturated the ground yes. and it is a time for tilling and softening. Um, it is a time when the trees 
are drawing up the water into their systems, and that's why the Asher anointing begins at the feet also. Um, and in this time, between Pesach and Shavuot, we read the, the 15 Psalms of the Song of Ascent. Why is it the Song of Ascent? Because um, it's taking you to a higher level. It brings the rain down, but it also brings the water into the roots into the system of the tree to get it ready for for bearing fruit. All of this is very important, so I almost want to say it's it's the anointing from down under. <laughs> um, we're always thinking we always think that the anointing comes on the on the head, but here you can see that it's the drawing, um, saturating and bring blessings from the roots up so that you can bear fruit. So all of that um, is part of the Asher anointing, is part of the month of Shvat, is the, is the borderline and the border, and we will speak about that in the next um, uh, segment of, of, of why we do what we do on the New Year of Truth. Yes. So yes, yes. Uh, let's just quickly just co- uh, cover the um, almond blossom as well, because it's in this time, in the month of Shvat, when you can come and see the almond blossom in Jerusalem, it is cold. It's shivering cold, but you start seeing the almond blossoms as well. Um, very, very um, important, important for 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 uh, prophetically as well. And just reminding listeners in Jeremiah 1 verse 11 that we see that where God says to Jeremiah, what do you see? And he says, I see the branch of an almond tree. I see the blossoming of this almond. And then something very strange happened, and we've discussed this in one of our previous sessions, where it says, God says, you have seen right, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And you go, I don't understand what's happening here. God tells him, what does he see? Or asks him, what does he see? And he says, I see an almond. And God says, correct. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Now, all of that is a word play that you can only understand in Hebrew. The w- one word is shaked, which is the almond blossom. We also, our previous m- uh, minister of justice was called Ayelet Shaked. So you can hear that um, the Jewish people even carries the names, the, the biblical names as well. And shaked means, um, if you go into the, the root word shaked, is to be vigilant, to be ready to do something. So God uses a, a, a play of words and of, of a certain imagery where he says, if you see the almond, even in the wordplay, it means that I'm ready to do something. <laughs> and if you look at the almond, it blossoms and it says something's coming. I love it. Summer is coming. I love it. it's, it's, it's really the, a, a fruit of promise, this almond and the almond, the almond tree. It's, it's a time where you don't see much fruit a burgeoning out because this is still winter time, but this is kind of a promise of things in the future. Uh, Honorita, you used a phrase I had to laugh when in, to myself when you said it. This is a root word, and I said to myself, "Boy, is she right? It is a root word." <laughs> <laughs> My listening friend Honorina Hyman of Align with Zion and and I during this special come together San Diego broadcast, first of every. The end of every month, we do the Align with Zion Hour. We're talking about the 11th month, the month of Shabbat and the Hebrew calendar. We're talking about the roots, the almond trees, the the new tree, new year. But a lot of things are still underground. We're going to spend the next couple of segments talking about what this means to us. But you understand that it is not only uh, truths in Scripture, but it is also truths for us to live today. So Anna, Rena, and I will dig more deeply to the root causes uh, and the root truths when she and I come right back. 
You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Hi, San Diego. This is Pastor Larry Peltier of Beach Chapel, Encinitas. Lord, we pray for grace and favor for all of San Diego, all those who are homeless, who are sick, who need help. We just thank you, God. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And back again with Anarina Hyman, Align with Zion, and this is our Align with Zion Hour. And we're talking about this wonderful month uh, that is introducing the celebration of trees. See, the Hebrews have uh, a, a lot of different things that we Gentiles go, oh, really? And when we understand the depth of these things, we can understand some truths. We said, we don't understand this. All of a sudden, these revelations start to come to us. We go, oh, this is tied to this, is tied to that, is tied to this. Oh, yeah. There's a scripture I love when you're talking about trees, and it's found in Isaiah. It's called, it's, this is a part of it. It says, the trees of the field shall clap their hands and, and going forth with joy and all that kind of stuff. It's a wonderful scripture about the, the promises and the, and, and the trees. And I, I just, I, you know, I always took that as an analogy, but there's some other truths in it as well. So we're talking about the 11th month in the Hebrew calendar, Shavat. Trees are intimately tied mm-hmm. to this as are almond trees. Anarina, I'm handing it to you. Thank you, Kaz. There's so much depth in that verse that you just uh, quoted. And also, um, from in Jewish thought, the way that we um, excavate the the Word of God, it also falls out in the four levels. We've, we've mentioned this before. I'm just going to remind the listeners of this again. Um, it's got the shut level, which is a very basic level, um, the remes, which is a hint, the drash is when you start probing deeper, and the sod is when you get to the real big stuff that most of us cannot get to because it's just really, really deep. <laughs> but with all those, if you take the first letters of, of, of those concepts of the levels, it's spelled pardes, and pardes is paradise. Um, the whole word of God is one big system. Um, if you see a verse here, you get the answer in another verse, in a different chapter, in a different book. The whole Torah is connected, interconnected with each other like an ecosystem. It is, it's alive. It's, it's the living word. So, so what you just said when we're making all these connections, very much so, um, and therefore the tree is also uh, very much man is likened unto the tree. So let's get into that. So the Jewish New Year for trees is on the 15th of Shabbat. Um, and that is when the trees are judged. They are literally judged for how much fruit they're going to, going to bear for the next year. So if you want to um, go through all the fruit trees and the trees that you have, that's the day when you hug a tree. <laughs> <laughs> because they know that they are being judged. Just because we don't have a consciousness of what trees go through doesn't mean that they don't understand the Creator. And it doesn't mean that they don't know that they also have a life and that they need to produce. And 
we acknowledge that. We know that the whole creation sings to God. The whole creation has a song of praise to God. Um, just because we cannot tap into that doesn't mean that it's not happening. But we can see that in, in the Bible as well. So how did we get to this? A reminder again that we have four new years in, in, in the Jewish calendar. The one that we just said is Tishrei, the judging of the world, the judging of every person. But then we have uh, this day that the uh, fruit trees and trees in general are judged. We have the month of Nisan, which is the judgment of kings. And when kings reign um, are being calculated. And then in Elul, it's also the tithing of animals and connected to animals. So, so, and we celebrate all of that. We have a consciousness of all of that, uh, which is very, very important. But, Kath, I want to get to the point where we speak about man being compared um, as a tree in the Bible and how important all of these things actually are interconnected and how we need to take care of God's world and his creation. The first thing that God created, um, introduced to Adam Bechava, to Adam and Eve, was a tree. He said, this is a tree, and there's another tree, and there's rules over these trees. Let's yes. see if you guys can keep according to those rules, and we know that we failed miserably. Yes, we but did. The tree was the test. And that was the first thing that was introduced, because if you can understand that, you can understand yourself. So if we can start um, acknowledging and respecting trees and, the, and God's creation, then maybe we can get it right. Yes. So um, all of this is very important. We know in Psalms 1, verse 1 to 3, it says, Happy is the man who delights in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. That said, you don't really have to say more than that. We can understand the deep connection between man and a tree. We also see in Isaiah 65, verse 22, For as the days of a tree shall be the days of my people. Very deep connection here. Um, so again, understand trees, understand how God um, um, shows us through the image, uh, imagery of a tree, but also through the life of a tree, how we have to number our days. And then I would like to Kaz, um, share a little bit more with our listeners, the Jewish thought on God's creation, and, and especially when it comes to trees as well. Um, uh, uh, Rabbi Shimon um, says that there is no plant without an angel in heaven tending it and telling it, grow. So even every plant and every tree has an angel encouraging it to grow. This is how special God's creation is. This is how special he assigns even angels to trees to encourage them to become the fullness of who they are. Um, and, and another one that we've seen lately with the generation, the younger generation is now standing up and saying, listen, guys, you might not take care of the environment, um, but we are going to be the ones that reap it. There's a story of a, of a very well-known sage um, in, in the Jewish literature, uh, literature, and his name is Honey. And he was walking down the road and he saw a man planting a carrot tree. And he said to him, how long will this take to, for this tree to bear some fruit? And the guy said, 70 years. That's very important that the carrot tree also plays a very important role mm -hmm. in, in the biblical understanding. And then 
this guy said to him, are you sure um, you're as healthy as that that you will actually see this tree bearing the fruit? And the man answered, I found a fruitful world because my ancestors planted it for me. Likewise, I am planting this for my children. Um, the way that we respect God's word and his world will, will be able for you to give to your children as well. And then we come back to a very biblical understanding that you can find in Deuteronomy 2020. We are in the year 2020, so let's get into that. <laughs> it speaks about how we need to treat trees during war. This is so um, important. And God says, when you go to war, you cannot cut down any fruit trees. Um, and God is very specific on that. The readers can go and actually um, read more on that. But it states here, it is forbidden to cut down a fruit-bearing tree outside of the siege city. And then it goes on and it says, you may not even deflect a water channel's water away from the trees. This is how serious God is about his creation. Now, ha- help me understand, is this a scripture or extra, extra biblical text that you're reading from right there? So in Deuteronomy 2020, okay. it speaks about that we are not a, a, oh, okay. allowed to cut down fruit trees during war. And then the Jewish sages go on and they, they tell us that we, we can't even take the water away from them. We can't just deflect water away from trees. Uh, we have a responsibility as man, as the first Adam, as Adam was told, God said, take care of my creation. This is how serious we have to take this, Cass, um, because God is really serious about his creation. So the whole idea of Tuvishvat um, is to understand that we have to acknowledge um, God's creation. The last one that I want to show you here is it says when a tree, um, when a tree that bears fruit is cut down, its moan goes from one end to the other of the world, and yet no sound is heard. Because we can't hear sounds doesn't mean that the trees are not feeling this. I'm thinking about the forest fires in Australia. Oh yes. I think about. The tremendous pain that is going through the forest right now. Uh, we know that there is some kind of pain, but we have no idea um, how God's creation is suffering over this. So may we be able to make that rectification in what we do in acknowledging his world. Oh, my. Oh, my. There are so many things here. You know, we have a tendency, we Gentiles, and in the Christian community, we... Uh, we try to understand the deep things, and we think perhaps we've got the deep things, and all of a sudden, Honorina comes up, and she shares with us some of the deep of uh, deep things of the Hebrew uh, Scripture, and I, and I scratch my head and go, man, that makes total sense. You know, uh, we Christians, we try to dig into the character of God and embrace the character of God, but we're digging fairly shallow shallow in, in this. So thank you for uh, expanding this for us, and this month is a good reminder of of the value of trees, but also the value of the promise of fruitfulness and things like that. Honorina, Mm -hmm. we're uh, out of time on this segment, but we've got one more segment. I'm going to entrust you to draw all these truths together and give us a summary and inspiration for our lives. Are you game for that? Let's do it. Thank you, (laughs) Kaz. It's a pleasure. My friends, Honorina Hyman of Align with Zion and Kaz of Come Together San Diego, we will be right back. 
more. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And welcome back to the last uh, the last portion of the first hour for Come Together San Diego with Align with Zion and Anarina Chaiman. We're talking about the 11th month in the Hebrew calendar, the month of Shavat. And we talked a little bit about uh, this being the month where uh, Asher of the 12 tribes is elevated and we learn truths there. But it's also a tree new year. <laughs> and we talked about the <laughs> almond uh, and the, the value there of the promise of fruitfulness uh, as winter turns to spring. And so that's really where we are. Uh, as I, Honorina, you know, we talk a lot about what the scripture says, but also scripture mm-hmm. is uh, our training ground for things that are going to be coming mm-hmm. uh, upon us in the real uh, present day world. And I look here and I see mm-hmm. this whole, the whole month of the, 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 the challenges of Tibet and how God has promises even with that is within that as we come into this next month. And I look at the the world stage and the news is going on there. I mean, there are remarkable things that are happening in Israel, the remarkable things that are happening in Iran. You step back even further, there is a, kind of a wisp of promise in uh, Great Britain with the, the, the Brexit issue. There's a uh, a wisp of promise in the United States that uh, uh, Judeo-Christian values are going to be resurrected out of the ground. I mean, there's so <laughs> there's so much that uh, is happening in the natural that you can say, oh, this is all, also is biblical. So I'm going to hand it over to you and we want to talk a little bit about where we are in the world now and uh, how all this is uh, recorded and foretold in understanding the times and the seasons of Scripture. Anarina Hyman, amazing, isn't it? Thank you. Yeah, Kaz, I agree with you. Um, when you say it's also almost biblical and also biblical, it is biblical. <laughs> Thank we, you. we are part of that. You know, we for the Jewish people, what the Bible and where we are right now is one big continuum. It's, it's, it's continuum. It's our history, and we're just walking it out. Um, and we see certain pointers repeating themselves in the calendar that can help us to align ourselves and to walk this thing out. So, so all of that, I don't know if you remember, um, we spoke about it uh, the evening before Hanukkah starts. We had the last of the Haggai or the Haggai prophecies. Um, and in that prophecy, as we were starting to pull down the light into the darkest Time and the darkest hour, uh, the, the day just before that sets the stage for that. And in that prophecy, God says, remember, in this day, on this day, I'm going to start to bless you if you are um, part of the consciousness of my house. And if I say my house, and if God says his house, it, 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 it's got nothing to do with any other a structural organization or religious organization than the house of God, the temple that needs to re- be rebuilt on Mount Moriah in Jerusalem. That is his house. And he says, if we have a consciousness of that, he will start blessing. Then he takes the prophecy further and he says, on this day, I will start shaking the heavens and the earth and I will shake the kings. 
And um, from there, Kaz, we started to see that the kings are being shaken. We can see Iran and Iraq that has been seriously shaken. Then we got to the, four, the three fast days in Tibet, and it is in that time that these kings started to fall. It's the same time when Saddam Hussein fell. So all these, all these uh, earth-shattering things that are going on in the current, current news cycles, you say, well, you just step back, take a look and say, oh, in Scripture, this is that time frame. And, you know, I, golden thread, golden my thread my. of the Hebrew calendar that you can, you can pinpoint it, you can pin it on your calendar. I, I really, I, I would encourage every listener to get themselves a Hebrew calendar and start marking these things because it will fall out like a beautiful picture in front of you when you start seeing these things happen. So that was the Haggai or the Haggai prophecy. Then we got to the fast of the date where the king started to fall. And then we are now getting to the 24th of Shabbat. Um, and that brings us to the Zechariah um, prophecy. And let's just have an overlook of that, um, Cass, because a few things are happening here. And we have greatly discussed this in the context of Jerusalem, because everything here speaks about Jerusalem and how Jerusalem um, activates um, and, 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 and encourages God to move forward. Um, so the listeners can see that. Again, I know that the numbering in the Hebrew Bible is a little bit different um, from, from yours, but sort of the same in the first chapter. Um, God sends out the, the horsemen. They go and see if everything is okay. They come back with a beautiful report where they say everything is tranquil. Tranquil, and when we look at that, it, uh, God replies that He's not happy about that, and He says, um, uh, and the angel says, uh, "How long will you withhold pardon from Jerusalem and the towns of Judah? That you have placed under a curse of seventy years, and we discussed that we have passed that seventy years now." And then the Lord replied with kind and comforting words to the angel and said, "I am jealous for Jerusalem and for Zion, and I am angry for the nations." At are at ease because I was angry a little, but they completely overdid the punishment. Now that is very important, Cass, because when you get to further to chapter two, um, you will see that he's raising up carpenters that's going to throw down the horns of these nations. Now I don't know if you've noticed, but Israel didn't have a lot to do with Iran right now. Iran wants to to to, to completely take out Israel. But we didn't do anything. It was President Trump that went to um, Iran. He is one of the carpenters that's throwing down the horns of these nations. Remember, Iran, Iraq, is um, Babel, is Babylonia, yes. um, one of, of, of the Persia. It's, 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 it's the places that we have felt uh, tremendous um, um, persecution yes. in, in biblical times. Yes. And that is being fulfilled now. Yes, yes, yes. we speak, that is happening. You can, so you can look at a book called, <clears throat> you can look at the book called Esther to get a sense of the persecution Correct. that was going on with, uh, you know, the, the Jewish people. Uh, and we're living those times right now. I mean, it's where they're being revisited, but it's like, uh, those things which happened then are signposts for us today. So we really shouldn't catch us by that much of a surprise. As Honorina says, if you can comprehend the dates and times in the Hebrew calendar, you can go, this aligns perfectly. Why is there any surprise about that? <laughs> Correct. Correct. And can I just to bring it um, back for one 
minute to everything, all of this, the carpenters, the horsemen, um, everything uh, revolves around Jerusalem. I'm talking about earthly Jerusalem. And why is this so important? We can see in verse... Um, in verse 17, God says, all of these things happen because for the Lord will again come for Zion and he will choose Jerusalem yes. again. That's earthly Jerusalem. The next time when he sends out the carpenters and everything at the end of my um, chapter, I think it's so uh, different numbering in yours, but it says, be still and silent all flesh for God has roused himself from his holy habitation. Again, it's a, the verses are shifted around in the English translation, which is not following the order of the correct Hebrew um, verses here, because the verse just before that in the Hebrew Bible says, um, the Lord will take Judah to himself as his portion in, their portion in the Holy Land, and he will choose Jerusalem again. So the thing that moves God to get up from his throne and move in this world is the fact that he chooses Jerusalem again. Yes. The next chapter speaks about the high priest, that the Satan comes, the accuser comes and says, this guy is not ready, he's not going to make it. And God, not man, God rebukes the Satan, the accuser, and he does it in the, in the name of the one that chooses Jerusalem. Yes, yes. So all of these things, we can follow it on the calendar, but we also know the physical point of all of this. Yes, and there, I, I'm looking in, Zeca, in the book of Zechariah, and uh, the area where she's talking right now in my King James Bible talks about uh, Zechariah one seventeen and beyond. <clears throat> it talks okay. about in verse 20, and the Lord showed me four carpenters. All these things are actually coming together. My friend, you might want to dig mm-hmm. in the book of Zechariah if you want to get a little sense of what God is in the thick of doing right now. Honorina? Cass, uh, with a tremendous um, being grateful to stand before our our Creator, our God, our Vinu um, Shemaim, our Father in Heaven, that is governing His world in such beauty, and that we would just be able to open our eyes to see how much we can be part of this, how much we can partner with Him in understanding these things. Shabbat is the month where things are starting to lift. The time when you can start. Um, breathing again, it is also the time that we can follow world events and see how it actually plays out according to the biblical timeline. My, my. Honorina Jaime, thank you for joining me on this uh, uh, Align with Zion Hour for Come Together San Diego. My friends, we do this on the final Saturday of every month, the Align with Zion Hour. And Honorina is kind enough to share with us her Orthodox Jewish perspective. We go through the Tanakh, and we we call it the Old Testament, but there are so many truths that we need to comprehend. Honorina Hyman, thank you for being a co-host with me in this wonderful time frame. God bless you thank mightily, Honorina Hyman, and my listeners, I hope this has thrilled you as well. And I, I'm almost out of words. That's okay, because we're out of the segment as well. <laughs> uh, great being with you, Honorina, again. My friends, Thank you, I'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. I'll tell the world. 
And my friends, welcome to, get this, the 100th live broadcast of Come Together San Diego. The 100th. So I'm your co-host, Kaz Taylor. I say co-host because I have another person in here with me today, and he's going to do some of the co-hosting responsibilities as well. His name is Chris Leeper. He's the director of 40 Days of Hope. But the ironic thing is, back at the very first broadcast of Come Together San Diego, guess who was with me in the studio talking about 40 Days of Hope then? His name is... Chris Leeper. Yes, he is. Hey. Uh, I was just testing to make sure he remembered his name. So, Chris, we're going to have some fun. I mean, I, I can remember back in, in that day, this was the first time for me to be on the air on KPRZ, and it was the first time, and I said, I need to have somebody who's got stuff going on in San Diego County that can make this show very interesting. And who did I choose? Chris Leeper. Actually, the other guy was an unavailable, so I brought you. Just, just yeah, joking. I was second. <laughs> just joking. Remarkable. And the, the vision that God has given not only to you, but through you on this 40 Days of Hope, it has what we, in the advertising business, we would say it has legs. That means it mm. has, there's, there, there, it has uh, sustenance to it. And God has stirred you in this. And a lot of, you're surrounded by many, many other people, uh, I among them, that have a real vision for San Diego County, and you have used this 40 Days of Hope a strategy to bring churches together, to bring prayer warriors together, to bring ministries together. It's remarkable. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about the big picture, then we want to dive into what God is doing through 40 Days of Hope, which is coming soon to a city and county near you, i.e. San Diego and beyond. Chris? So, February 26th is when the 40 Days of Hope starts, and it's about... Prayer, fasting, worship, outreach. It's about a united church coming together across denominational lines, across the barriers, and saying, you know what, I'm a, I'm a son and I'm a daughter of God, and, and we can, let's pray together. Yes. Let's come together. And it, it actually started, I want to give you the, the start of it. It started in El Cajon yes. on a street where the mayor of El Cajon said, hey, we've done all we can do for this city but we need to pray we need to pray for second street and can we can we rally the churches together to pray and we we came up my my partner michael griffiths at the time came up with this 40 days of hope for second street we had 25 churches that walked this second street prayed for the homeless shared their faith on the 39th day the f street adult bookstore closed down for good, never to reopen again. That was the inception of the 40 days of hope. And then we started to do it in East County. We had uh, churches coming together, praying and fasting the next year. And then the next year we did San Diego County and we did that for a number of years. And now we're, we, the Lord spoke to us in 2018. He said, you shall no longer be called California, but Beulah for the Lord delights in you. And that's out of Isaiah 62. And I would like to read a little bit of that Please to do. you because this is a, it's so important for us to renew our mind to the narrative of God. We have, oftentimes we have the narrative of the enemy flowing around in our mind and then we yeah. start to actually agree with him instead of the Lord. But in Isaiah 62, it speaks of, of Israel and Jerusalem, but I believe that this word is also for us. I do too. It says for, for Zion's yeah. sake, I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not 
keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth as brightness. Now listen to this. California's righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a burning torch. And the nations shall see your righteousness and all the kings your glory and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty. Think about it. California, a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. And you shall no longer be termed. Now, California, you shall no longer be termed forsaken and your land shall no longer be termed desolate. But she shall be called, my delight is in her, which means Hepzibah. And your land married, which means Beulah. Yes. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. And it goes on and talks about how young men will, will rejoice over you, over the land. And as a bridegroom, a bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. I want to encourage the listeners Uh, to read Isaiah 62, to meditate on it. But what it's calling us to do is to agree with the Lord and say, yes, Lord, I believe you can take California and make it a praise on the earth and that we will stand as watchmen on the wall. We will will pray. We will seek the Lord until uh, our righteousness and salvation comes forth like a burning torch. Yes, yes, yes. Chris, uh, my heart's with you all the way on that. And, you know, California uh, has... Early on, the gold rush and everything like that, it was really a land of promise, but it became a land of promise for Gentile, uh, how do we want to say, non-godly things. Right. So, you know, the wealth of gold and the promise of wealth and and a beautiful terrain and and beautiful weather and things like that, people began to focus on uh, the land and what it could offer us instead of the God who created the land. That's right. And so, so right now, we have this big fight in... Southern California, California, and also the United States of America with our heart cry to return Judeo-Christian values. And he's plunked us in a place called San Diego County, and God has given you this 40 Days of Hope vision. How many years now? This is our sixth year. Sixth year. Yeah. And so it was wonderful. You start on 2nd Street in El Cajon. Yes. And it goes all El Cajon for the next time around. And then San Diego County. And that, then the vision expanded and expanded, yes. expanded, including uh, California, but also Baja and, and visions upon the rest of uh, the nation. And also, how about the earth? We like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think God likes that. (laughs) (laughs) This is wonderful. Chris, you know, you're infectious in a good way. Mm. And uh, it's a pleasure. Now, there have each time that you did this from Second Street in El Cajon to El Cajon and then broadening the circumference as you went, different people have been added to this. And so speak. We've got about two or three minutes in this segment. Speak a little bit about some of the other not only people, but pastors and churches and others who have yes. come along with you, yeah. us in this vision. Yeah. So, so just real quick though, um, we based a lot of what we're doing out of Psalm 133, yes. how good and pleasant it is uh-huh. when brothers dwell together in unity and in harmony. And, and when we harmonize, that's where God commands the blessing. And so what we started to discover that God is after a new wineskin. He's after a wineskin where where it's not just about our individual congregations, but it's about the body of Christ across the regions and across the state. And so this last year in 2019, we had, we were in about 35 cities. Uh, We had about 400 events in 2019. 
And and in 2020, the Lord uh, opened up all of Baja, and uh, there's over 500 churches and pastors that are uniting together in Baja, and God is really pouring out a, a spirit of revival in Baja that I believe is going to impact California. It's going to impact, uh, for those of you uh, who understand, we ha- in California, uh, there's about a 50% uh, Hispanic uh, um, uh, community. And so we cannot begin to pray and, and seek the Lord for revival and forget 50% of the population. Yes. And so God is uniting us together across. There is no border with the body of Christ. <laughs> I like that. Amen. Yes. And so our, our goal this year is to, is to have a presence in every city in California and in the Bajas yes. that we can unite together and pray similar prayers together and seek the Lord for California. You know, California needs a move of God. Oh, California does indeed. And some people identify California and San Diego as, as the kind of the footprint of uh, everything that goes on, not only in California, but also the the beginning of the echo of God's voice heading, uh, you know, uh, eastward as well. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on in San Diego, and and it's going to take a unified body of Christ here to actually accommodate that. You know, we're going to. I want to talk about this ne- next topic with you in the next section in the next segment, uh, Chris Leeper. But one of the challenges that, of San Diego I've seen as I've been observing here for decades, and that is we all know in principle that it's a good thing to be one with another. But when we get out and we do projects, sometimes it becomes my project. Thank you very much. Or, you know, a different denomination doing their thing. God is changing that. And we're beginning to realize that it has to be a joint effort with no one denomination or one pastor uh, acquiring the, uh, the, the the prominence. And yes. so one of the things I've discovered about you, Chris, is you're more than willing to hand off that baton and to mm. encourage other people to do that. So in our next segment, Chris Leeper of 40 Days of Hope, let's talk a little bit about what God is doing to merge the different flavors of the body of Christ together, what that is beginning to look like now as never before. Chris Leeper, 40 Days of Hope, and Come Together San Diego on our 100th broadcast. Chris and I will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Happy 100th program to us. (laughs) Chris Leeper, 40 Days of Hope, is with me for this second illustrious hour. And the whole idea of the phrase, Come Together San Diego, has really been in Chris's heart as well. He calls it a little bit differently than what we do. We call it Come Together San Diego, the radio broadcast. He calls it 40 Days of Hope, the ministry, which is uh, February 26th this year through April 5th. 40 days of yes. coming together. Chris, during the break, you had a phrase, and I said, I'm going to use that to open up this second segment. You talked about our, a heart cry for individual, it could be the pastors and churches or different individuals, to be willing to lay down our kingdoms and establish God's kingdom. 
mm-hmm. and it brought to mind Revelation eleven fifteen. It talks about the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and of His Christ. So our kingdoms, even a pastor's and a, and a denomination's kingdom, here's what I'm going to do for the kingdom. But how much of that is our kingdom instead of His kingdom? So we have to change our reference and our way of thinking. And you see this coming to pass, don't you? Yes, uh, you know it's interesting. As pastors are coming together and yeah. as they're praying and uh, the Lord is actually doing a work, we, we, the, this is the, the Lord's work. You know, I was, I was in Loreto, Baja, California and, and the Lord spoke to my heart because I was able to look across the last six years and I was able to say, wait a minute, this isn't just an initiative. This is a move of God. God is using 40 days of hope to to be a catalyst to unite the body of Christ to begin to see the kingdom of God and the importance of of unity. He's melting pastors' hearts. He's awakening them there in anticipation of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But what does God want to pour his spirit into? Yes. Have we have, you know, we've been crying out for revival, but can God trust us with revival? Can he really trust us to pour himself into it or will we, or we take it unto ourselves? And so these 40 days is an opportunity for us to fast and pray and get out of the way. Yes. And we begin to see God and the importance of one another. And that's what's happening to pastors. And there's, there's a lot of pastors who are like, I thought I was all alone. There's actually mm. someone else out there that is praying and fasting and is believing for California. Yes. And they're like, and I'm like, brother, you're not alone. There's others with you. And they're getting so encouraged because they feel like this is a dry and thirsty land. And it's and but they're beginning to see, wait, God is touching other cities, other pastors, others who are saying, God, you've you you paid for so much more than this. Your blood is so much more valuable than what we currently have right now. Exactly. And so so he's beginning to break down walls. And the Lord spoke to me a few years ago because I was in a, a meeting of mega pastors and and I was like, Lord, every pastor in here. They're all extremely gifted. They they're all like talent. You want it, You're drawn to them. They're, mm-hmm. they 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 they've built uh, large congregations. Why don't you just use one of these men to bring your revival? And he said, "Son, it doesn't work like that." Mm. He says, "I care about everyone, and I want them to come together. Not one ministry." can do it. Not yes. one ministry can make the transformation that God wants to do in our region, in our state. It, he wants to us to come together and unite Ooh. together. This is the prayer of Jesus yes. fulfilled. You see, you see, we, we think about unity as a means to an end, but unity is actually, actually the nature yeah. of God. Yes. It's the nature of heaven. He, and he flows through it and brings the transformation. And what we've been trying to do individually god wants to do that's corporately right. that's right regionally statewide and he wants our hearts to melt he wants us to surrender our logos oh, surrender right. our 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 uh individuality and come together and not not surrender in a way we don't use anymore but we actually the body is made up of muscles mm. and our strengths coming together makes a body that is strong and cannot be defeated. Wow, wow, wow. You know, from a Hebrew standpoint, this is a, the breaking forth of a brand new era. This is yes. this is 
5780, which is, is a transition from the 70, uh, 57, 70s, that decade of times. And this is the time for actually speaking forth things, but not speaking it of yourself. It's by speaking collectively. And, you know, I remember back in the early uh early 2000s, Billy Graham was here, and he was apprehensive to do any uh, Billy Graham crusades here because he had been here before, and, you know, it sounded like the the different pastors wanted to do it, but each one had their own preconceived notions of how it was going to be. The last time he came here, he realized that the the environment had changed, that Hmm. there was more of a willingness for us to work together, And, and we have been seeing that through the years, and here we are in a brand new decade, and it's, you, oftentimes I hear, hear pastors teach on wineskin, the change of wineskin, and in the past you talk about our different kingdoms, we had our own, uh, our own domain wineskin, this is what our denomination does, here's what our church does, and uh, we can't go outside of that, but God is saying we want you to change your mentality, it's going to be a different wineskin so that we're going to pour fresh wine into everybody in this brand new wineskin, and it's Wonderful to behold, and, and I, I am thrilled with you as I see different pastors taking the time to uh, pray with other pastors, different ministries yes. to coalesce with other ministries, prayer warriors, worship people. Uh, producer Neil and I were just at an event right now to, today, and we just came back from there. It, it's, it was twenty four. It was called seven seven twenty. and you've been to those as well. Mm -hmm. It's where you've got different people all worshiping together. And uh, God's doing this in San Diego County, and this is going to be the conduit for what he wants to do elsewhere. And we're thrilled to be in the thick of this. Um, We've got about two or three minutes here. I would like you to elaborate further on how God is entwining different uh, people of faith and different denominations. That's wonderful to behold, Chris. So I I just want to say something in, in that area I was with a Hispanic brother, a pastor, and I was uh, at a, a Cocos sitting across from him, and he lives here in San Diego. And I realized that because of the culture and because of the language, that there was a border, even though he lived in America, that there was a border between us. There was a wall between us. And that God is wanting to break those walls and those barriers down between the ethnic groups, oh, yeah. between the uh, the denominations, denominations and, and even that, between individual and, pastors. And and let me just say this: I believe that we know that God has to come to save California. I mean, we, yes. we're beyond human effort; we're beyond <laughs> yes. Amen, human, brother. right? But I want to say the 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 second part of that is that Christians are the last hope of California. Ooh. And that, and that are uniting together and are, are not just interceding, but acting and leading our state and disciple. Imagine if we had the mindset to disciple California My. and we, we begin to understand it's way too big for one ministry to it do. Is. We have to do it together and we do it with our, our individual, even our doctrines are a gift from the Lord. Yes. Our, indiv- our individual doctrines of different denominations, God birthed those yes. doctrines. And when worked in proper godly tandem, yes. look out world. Come look on. Out, look out That's enemy. what I'm talking about. Look about look look out enemy because all of a sudden the, the strategies that God has had in introducing you know some people feel comfortable in a more word driven environment and some you know the spirit driven and for the longest time each denomination defended their own turf and said we're a little bit more right than you are 
Right. And the revelation is in congruence one with another. Uh, we are the voice of God collectively instead right. of uh, my voice and your voice. It's our voice together, yes. a har- harmonious voice. And getting the revelation of that is the big start, realizing that's God's yes. plan. And then as we move into, you know, there's going to be scars. We're going to have misunderstandings and things like that. But if we have a heart for that unity that God intends, what do you think is going to happen, Chris? I think God's going to pour his spirit out. <laughs> I will pour my spirit out. Yes. And, and uh, you know, you shall... You know, the, the scripture talks about you speak in different, uh, we, the, the, the scripture talks about tongues, but in, in a very real sense, another way to look at that is my vernacular, my denominational vernacular, mm-hmm. and yours, while it is different in many ways, the, the synergism of that, the common denominator in that carries power. Yes. So we, we're, we've got about a minute left in this there's, segment. There's a lot of life in all the denominations. Yes. And when we come together, we actually nurture and strengthen one another and God uses it. And this is, I believe his intent. I mean, a lot of doctrines that certain denominations carry people died for those doctrines. Mm-hmm. People, people uh, uh, were, were, were persecuted and killed just because they believed in this. But this is the age where we're saying it's time to value one another. It's time to see the good of what God has done in each denomination and begin to grow and love, love exactly. for one another and unite. Yes. I, I always have this vision. I use this analogy sometimes on the show. If you had a, uh, a word-driven person, let's say a, a Baptist person or someone of that ilk or, or uh, Lutheran or Presbyterian or something like that, and they had the word entrenched, but then you had the spirit-filled, and they were walking through Balboa Park, and you ha- you're running into different people. Some people would be more acclimated to the word-driven person, and so as a team, I, the, 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 the spirit-driven one goes, you take this one and I'll be praying for you. Or you run into a new ager, and the new ager would feel more comfortable with the ones going, the ethereal things. You know? <laughs> and so the word-driven person says, you take this one, and I'll be in prayer behind you. And all of a sudden, God's word, and, and all of a sudden they see the two of them together, and they go, this is re- re- remarkable. Yes. So we're going to talk, you've had some experience of that happening. Mm-hmm. We're going to spend the next segment talking about what this is, is looking like and how this is a word of encouragement and inspiration for our listening friends. If you're a pastor or if you're a leader in a church environment or if you're a, uh, just a saint, it works on every plane. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment when Chris Leeper of 40 Days of Hope and I come right back. Yes. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Joel Lieberman from Tree of Life Messianic Jewish Congregation. Lord, we just do lift up the entire region of San Diego from Vista to Chula Vista. Lord, it says in the Psalms, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. We pray a spirit of unity over our city in the name of Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew. Amen. Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And I am back with good buddy Chris Leeper, 40 Days of Hope, and we're celebrating the 100th broadcast of Come Together San Diego. Uh, Chris Leeper was with me during the first broadcast uh, quite some time ago, and uh, his heart cry 
uh, is similar, but is matured. And uh, sometimes, oftentimes that happens when God gives you a vision, he, he starts adding different pieces to that vision so you can comprehend it even better and better and better. One of the things, Chris, that you have been sharing with me, and I want to spend some time in this third of four segments talking about what this is beginning to look like in light of different denominations, different pastors, different ethnicities, and the whole picture. And we talk about the term one new man. So extrapolate on that a little bit, Chris Leeper. What, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share uh, my personal experience here locally in El Cajon and kind of give, uh, give a lot, some more details to that and how this, what this looks like. So, so the last seven years I've been in a pastor's group that meets once, once a week on a Thursday morning and we are praying together, and in that group, there's a, a Baptist, um, Assemblies of God, uh, um, Hispanic, um, you know, there's, there's a variety of, 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 and we're coming together, and we're praying, and the very first book that we started with was a, was a book from Andrew Murray called Humility. Mm, oh, you, major key. <laughs> and major. so we started to read that book and God began to melt our hearts and our wives were saying, you guys are changing. Hmm. You guys are different. And people would look at us when we were in meetings together and they would, they would even say like, we can tell that you truly and genuinely love each other. Yes. And we were, we were able to cultivate this vulnerability and this openness. And we, we were able to communicate the challenges that we're facing the, the areas where we're failing, the areas where we're, we're successful. And we're seeing, and we call this uh, uh, leaders going deeper together for the purpose of transformation. Yes. And so we're not just looking in our belly, belly gazing, you know, and trying to, <laughs> trying to fix ourselves, but we're actually thinking, God, as you're melting us together, you're giving us strategy and how we can impact our city and impact our region of East County. Yes. And the Lord is speaking to us and we're connecting with our mayor. We're connecting with the police chief. We're connecting with other uh, civic leaders and politicians. And, and we're, we're synergizing, but we're, it's out of relationship. And That's good. the 40 days of hope is, it was birthed out of this group. It was birthed out of, out of this unity that was happening. And, and, and as we're going across uh, the state and, and into Baja, we're promoting this. I mean, I was just in, in uh, La Paz in Baja, and, and they, they had a, a rift in their pastor's group. And so, so I stood up and I said, hey, this is what we did in San Diego uh, we started with this book on humility. They started to read it. Pastors were repentant, and they have been coming together, praying together every Saturday morning. And it was because we we went and we it, like shared our DNA. Yes. And there's a DNA in the Forty Days of Hope. It's a it's a platform where we it's a platform or a sandbox where we can all play together and we can learn from one another. We can pray for one another. And God gives us creative ideas on how we can unite together to impact our city. I love it, Chris. And, and we also studied together uh, the principle of ecclesia and how the Lord established. He didn't call it the church. He called it the ecclesia. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. King James did not want it to be called the ecclesia because ecclesia means a governing body. 
Uh-huh. And so he told them he had to, they had to call it a church. Oh That's why we say church today oh and not ecclesia. But ecclesia means a governing group of people. It's like a Congress, right? Mm-hmm. That sets the laws, the standards, and the ways of a region. And the Lord used that word. It was a secular word at the time. It was a Greek word. A Romans used it. He used that for us to govern our cities and 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 Jesus used that word for the church, yes. the ecclesia. And and as we pray together, as we strategize in God's strategy, we begin to see transformation, and our cities are starting to become discipled, like Jesus commanded us to disciple the nation. Yes, it's beginning to happen in San Diego County. It's yes. not only beginning; it's 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 fairly far along. The cha- the challenge is somebody to go. You know, that was nice. Now it's time to get about be about the business of my denomination or or my individual vision. So that's a challenge, and I think God is working through that. Before we go, we've got about five minutes left in the segment, so I have time. So would you give a website or two? I know you, you, you've engaged a lot of different people in this radio show. Now many of them, whether they're a pastor, whether they're a parishioner, whether just you know they uh, have a vision for their. Uh, next door neighbors or their own family or the city block or further, they would like to know how to get involved. So why don't you give some contact information for that? And my friend, when you visit the site, it's fairly well built out. So you'll see the, the a variety of different things there. And then I want to talk a, f- a few more points with you, uh, Chris Leeper. So it's 40daysofhope.net. That's 40daysofhope.net, 40daysofhope.net. And uh, at a minimum, I want to encourage you to sign up for our prayer prompts. We don't we don't bug you. We don't have time to bug you, to be honest. <laughs> but we will send out a prayer the prayer prompts during the forty days of hope, which is February twenty sixth to April fifth. It's forty days to Palm Sunday. Forty days, and we welcome in the King of Glory into California. Region, yes, yes. And so, forty days of hope dot net. Sign up for our prayer prompts. You'll be getting our prayer prompts. Uh, every day during the 40 days, it will have prayer. It'll have devotions. It'll have videos. It'll, it'll get you connected. I want, and you can go on that site and you can see the other things that we're doing, which we'll share a little bit more on the next segment, but 40 days of hope.net, even right now on your phone, uh, if you're at your computer, go to 40 days of hope.net. Sign up for our prayer prompts. We also have a Facebook page, 40 days of hope. You can, you can, uh, connect with us there and and we can pray together, worship together, yeah. fast together, and and unite around God's heart. Forty days of hope. Dot net. Dot net. You know, I just want to just take a moment and uh, remember Michael Griffiths. He passed away recently. Yes. And uh, he was one of the visionaries along with you on this. He would be thrilled right now if he saw what God is doing here and the role that he played. And I wanted to use him to get into this next topic that we'll uh, talk about for the next couple minutes until we take a break. And that is vulnerability or what we would say contrition, being contrite one with another. Because unless you feel comfortable with somebody and you can say, you know, I've had some doubts about that or some questions about that as well. As soon as that mask comes off or those restraints fade away, all of a sudden that gives you as their companion and friend an opportunity to come alongside and strengthen the areas that are frail. And when we have that uh, relationship one with another, then the world will say, look, Behold how they love one another. Yes. And all of a sudden, the church is the church or the ecclesia will be the, the ecclesia. Yes. And uh, the enemy cannot, cannot uh, uh, stand against it 
because yes. it, because if if you're my friend and the enemy is uh, seeking to bring you down in some area or another, I can stand in the gap or you can stand in the gap for me and we can pray for one another, but also strengthen one another in real everyday ways as well. And the enemy just, he, he's not built to be able to handle the love component. So speak, we've got about a minute and a half left in this segment. Speak to that. And then we're going to dig more deeply into that and uh, encourage people to become more and more involved as we go into the last segment. Chris so I, I would say that I was, I was in a pastor's meeting and I was sharing some of my own struggles, but then another pastor shared his struggles and we, we went over to pray for him. And the Lord put, put this in my mind and reminding me of the scriptures that says, uh, confess your sins mm, one, to, one to another, yeah. and then you pray for each other. If, we are, uh, if we're unwilling to, to be vulnerable, then we are, we are not going to be able to be clean. We're not going to be... And the scripture that came to my mind as you were sharing is in, was in Psalm 24, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. And as we are vulnerable, what I I tell people, humility is God being everything. All God wants to be is God inside of you. (laughs) And as we are vulnerable and we confess our sins to each other, then then it actually releases the sin. It releases the areas. Folks, I just want to say this. It's blunt, but we are in deep need of repentance. We are in deep need of being vulnerable and humble with each other. From pastor to congregant to businessman to government leader, all of us who are believers, we need to humble ourselves before the Lord and each other, and God will move so powerfully, he will surprise us, and he will move and bring forth his goodness, his life, and his revival. We're going to talk more about that in the last segment, Chris Leeper, but it reminds me of a scripture that John the Baptist declared, and that is, he, Jesus, must increase Yes. And we must decrease. But the, <laughs> the amazing thing about that is when we decrease, it bec- we become more like him. And that's Amen. exactly where he wants us to be. That's Chris right. Lieber, we're going to talk more about that as we uh, talk uh, more about 40 Days of Hope and how people can get involved. Chris Leeper, 40 Days of Hope, and I will be back. <laughs> more Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. <laughs> 100th show for Come Together San Diego. And I'm with Chris Leeper, 40 Days of Hope director, and he's got some visions as well. And I love how these things dovetail. But as I step back and look at the big picture, Chris, I see other things dovetailing as well. And listening friends, you may have asked yourself the question, you know, uh, I may have limited time or I don't know what I'm capable of doing. How do I find out more about this and other stuff as well? So my friends, fortunately for you, I have Chris Leeper of 40 Days of Hope right here to help answer that question. Okay, Chris. So first I want to start out by saying you need to go to 40 Days of Hope. 
Facebook.net. That's our website. It will unpack for you. The homepage has so much on it. As you scroll down, it will unpack for you what we're doing during those 40 days. And I just want to say that that uh, it is easy to get involved. There's a lot of on-ramps, and we did that on purpose. The, the, the first is sign up for our prayer prompts and simply pray with us. Yes. Also, pray about fasting uh, whatever, at whatever level. It could be candy to, to water to, to nothing. You know, Sometimes there's nothing for a few days. Don't do 40 days of nothing, but unless <laughs> you're Moses. Um, and, and, and then also, if you have a prayer meeting, Connect your prayer meeting. Let us highlight your prayer meeting uh, on our website so we can let other people know there's others praying in this yes. region uh, during the 40 days, and we're praying together as a state. And One ha- of the things that I can just tell you, I know that there are a lot of little pockets here and there. They go, well, are we going to get together for prayer again? Okay, yes, we are. If they knew it was just not a one one endeavor in one little, you know, your house, it's a bigger picture. It would be an inspirational. Yes, absolutely. And it's not something you have to, to, you don't have to create a prayer meeting for this. Just use the prayer meeting you're already going yes. to and, and join with the rest of the state. But also we have some pivotal meetings. I mean, there's a lot of exciting things and we have some pivotal meetings. One is we're kicking off the 40 days of hope in Loretto because that's where the Spanish landed and started the first Come mission. On. And then we're having a border meeting March 14th in, in uh, Tijuana and we're crying out to the Lord to solve the border issues, the sex trafficking, the drugs, the immigration. We know it's beyond human. And so we're asking the Lord and at the we're having our grand finale on April 5th inside the state capitol, welcoming the king of glory into the state <laughs> capitol in Sacramento. But here's another thing that that is super amazing. So in 1995, there was a California prayer walk that from San Diego, the first, the first mission in San Diego, all the way up past San Francisco. It was called the Mission Trail, uh, a group of about 23 intercessors and about 5,000 others joined them and they walked California prayer walked from San Diego to San Francisco, 40 days to Palm Sunday. That's why we have the 40 days of hope I to like Palm it. Sunday. I like it. It's, it's, it's standing on the shoulders of those who went before us in 95. Well, we're doing it again. 25 year anniversary of a California prayer walk. We're doing it a little bit different this time. We're doing it so everybody can be involved. And listen, we've broken up an 800 mile journey into little segments of one to two. The most I think is four or five miles. Yes where you can go onto our website, click on California prayer walk. It will take you to a page where you can actually adopt a segment of the California prayer walk and you can pray it. And even if you don't, you can adopt it. Even if you can't walk it, you could drive it. If you can't drive it, you can pray it from home. You can put your hand on the screen. You can Google map it. You can GPS GPS it and go, God, I'm there. I'm there in the spirit. I'm going to, I'm going to. And so we, we want to invite you to prayer walk the California prayer walk again 25 year anniversary crying out to the Lord striking the ground and asking God to come to California to, to that the victory of Jesus would be over the over California yes. and that California belongs to Jesus and that we would bow our knee to King Jesus and we'd follow his way I want you to imagine for a minute friends what if California became a disciple of Jesus oh my 
My, my, my. What would that look like? Uh, yeah, and we, I can tell you just we have to step back and go, it's not going to be of me. There's not, not much That's I right. can do about There's evil stuff going on in California. But what can break the evil? When in, in the days of Moses, when the, when the tribes were together in harmony and listening to God and in harmony one with another, then Holy Spirit, the Ark of the Covenant was, it was so powerful that nothing could stand before the children of Israel. Uh, that's a good analogy for us today. If we have our hearts knit with one another, Spirit of God comes upon California in a way that's uh, incomprehensible. Yes. Incomprehensible. Now, yes. we've got three or four minutes left in this, but my listening friend, if you're familiar with what's going on in the United States, there's a major movement of unity of the body. Yes. Just, just a, a day or so ago uh, in Washington, D.C., over 100,000 uh, people embracing uh, right to life yes. joined together. And if you looked at the, any video of that, it was remarkable. And our president, Donald Trump, got and was intimately involved in that as well. But there seems to be an undergirding desire for be, people who believe in God to get together and entrust God to do mighty things. That is a good reflection on a national level. But in our own state, our own city, our own Town, God wants to do that here, uh, and then all, all of a sudden it goes from Jerusalem, it, 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 symbolically speaking, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So do what we can do. Chris, we've got about three three minutes or so. I'm going to hand this over to you to uh, give the, what we call, elevator speech, and uh, <laughs> I want you to encourage our listeners to become intimately involved, and they don't have to be overwhelmed by doing too much, right. but just be listening to Holy Spirit what the Holy Spirit says for you to do, and just jump on into that, you'll realize <laughs> there's people to your left and your right that have the same apprehensions, but also the same heart cry. And all of a sudden, if one shall chase a thousand, two shall be able to chase ten thousand. Look out, world, because San Diego. Uh, let's let me just do this: Second Avenue, uh-huh. El Cajon, San Diego, Mexico, and California, and then the uttermost parts of the United States, and the world. That's Amen. in our purview to do. I'm going to hand it over to you, Chris Lieber. So 40daysofhope.net, I want you to go there. I want you to check it out. Sign up, look at what everything that's available, and pray and ask the Lord, how do you want me to be involved? Come on. And unite with the rest of the body of Christ. And I just want to say that we we are in a deep need of awakening. And the Lord is speaking to us and saying, Pray, act, and lead. I believe that that California belongs to Jesus, but that it's the believers that are called to rise up. And and, and let's just be honest, we need to be awakened. Yes. We need to be stirred. And 40 days of prayer, 40 days of fasting, 40 days of seeking the Lord will awaken you. It will transform you. It will touch you. It'll impact your congregation. It'll and then it'll flow into your city. Come on. It'll flow into your neighborhood. The Lord wants you to touch on our website. You can adopt your neighborhood. They will give you the the names of all the people on your street. You can begin to pray for them. You can begin to impact them and touch them. Yes. There's all kinds of resources uh, for you to be engaged. Listen, our founding fathers created our nation, we the people, and they created it in such a way that it couldn't be run well unless it was run by Christians. Ooh. 
and wow. tag, we are it. This is the generation of collaboration. Yes. This is the generation of allowing God to fill you with his spirit and to transform you. You are the hope of California in Jesus, Christ. in Jesus Christ. And, and we can no longer neglect our duty. We can no longer neglect our responsibility. It's time to arise. It's time to saturate in the word of God, to saturate in prayer, to connect to him in worship and be released to release his kingdom oh, on that. the earth. Come on. Right? Please. The kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God is in you as a believer and you need to be strengthened, you need to be empowered, and you need to be released to release his kingdom. So 40daysofhope.net, sign up, connect with us, and let's be awakened together That's as right. one. Be ready to realize that other people uh, are doing this too. They may be your next door neighbor. You didn't even know they were involved in it, or you yes. can turn them on to this. Yes. Uh, 40 days of hope. Dot net. Dot net. Chris Leeper, thank you for joining me for 40 days of hope, giving uh, people some insights on there. Uh, 100 radio broadcast for Come Together San Diego. We've built the name of Come Together San Diego because we have a similar heart to you, Chris Mm. Leeper, and 40 Days of Hope, and the similar heart to you, my listening friend, because God wants to use you and us concurrently together to do great and mighty things. So join me next week as we talk more about different people coming together in the Lord Jesus Christ. Chris, good to have you. 40 Days of Hope. One more quick time for the website. 40 Days of Hope. Okay, my listening friend, God bless you. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise.